Hi, hi, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I hope all is well with you. It's Harold Mawela here. Uh, welcome, welcome. Uh, as you are watching the video, we are glad that you do. We want to share on this topic, is it biblical to tithe if Jesus fulfilled the law? The question of giving is very interesting in many churches across the world and across all different uh, cultures. In one corner, you have those who believe that tithing is based on Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, trying to, um, you know, to, to link it to, to the law. In the other corner, you have those who believe that everyone should give according to what they have determined in their heart. You know, uh, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, connecting it to grace. So I don't know which side you fall on, but I want to shed some light uh, regarding the issue. I want to provide an answer to this question. Is it biblical to tithe if Jesus fulfilled the law? For us to get a better foundation, it's important that we look at um, the principles about Jesus and the law. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 18, we have Jesus' statement about the law. And here is what he said. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until earth and heaven disappear, not a smallest letter, or a least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Those were the words um, of Jesus Christ saying, he has not come uh, you know, to, to abolish the law, but he has come to fulfill it. So before we can answer this question of tithing, there are two things we can learn from these uh, verses. Number one, uh, Jesus did not come to abolish the law. I know the law often gets a bad rep. But the truth is, the law is actually good. Before you think, maybe I'm talking about... Um, sacrificing of animals again no I'm, I'm not I'm not referring to uh, to that there was never a problem with the law you know or even uh, the fire the first five books there was never a problem with them the problem was with man uh, you know because men could not live up to the requirements of the law. So I want you to put this in your heart. 
the law is good. However, trying to earn justification or salvation by living up to the requirements of the law, it is not good. If you try to do that, you will fail miserably. And Paul reminds us of this in uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 20. He says, Therefore no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by their works of the law. Rather, through the law we become conscious of our sin. This is what... Uh, uh, Paul says, so because the law uh, is good, the law is pure and holy, it makes us aware of our sinful condition. It makes you aware of your sinful condition. You know, For this reason, the standards of the law will never go away. So from now until Jesus returns, the law will always be present, making us aware of our sin. Number two, Jesus fulfilled the law. So knowing the standards of the law, um, you know, uh, remain and you know remains and will always remain our present problem. We can't live up to them. The good news, however is we don't have to because that's what Jesus did for you. You don't have to. Your justification now comes through faith in Jesus, not trying to fulfill the requirements of the law. So clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. So you may be asking me, uh, Harold, what does this have to do uh, with giving? You know, do I tithe or not? Um, the connection to giving, um, uh, maybe let's look at, you know, this way. Let, let's just take these principles and apply them to giving. Let's consider the verses I mentioned earlier. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out as much blessing that there will be no room enough to store it. So this is um, um, the principle in the Old Testament. So the, the, the Old Testament principle was to give God a tithe. Meaning the first 10% of your income. Since Jesus did not come to abolish the law, 
there is actually nothing wrong with giving a tithe. So it is a great principle to live by and it is still a great way of um, acknowledging that everything you have comes from God. It's a great way of acknowledging that everything belongs to God. That does not answer the question uh, completely. But what you have to consider is uh, your motive for giving. What the law does not um, do is, uh, or you know, does not do is expose the attitude or the conditions of your heart. This is the problem the Pharisees had. They knew the law and even lived up to the requirements of it sometimes. But they were more aware of the attitudes of uh, their heart. They were not aware of the attitudes of their hearts. So the same is true of giving. It's not just about what you give. The spirit or the attitude with which you give matters as well. So Paul addresses this in the New uh, Testament. So, this is what uh, 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 he, he says. You know, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. That's 2 Corinthians chapter, six, uh, chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. So Paul throws a wrench in this equation because he is not as concerned about the amount you give, but the spirit with which you give it. So what he does do, however, is he ties uh, your sowing or your giving and your reaping together. If you give much, you will reap much. If you give little, you will reap little. So this is a carryover from an Old Testament proverb. Uh, that says the generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping uh, generosity he has sown. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 25. So there is a connection between giving and receiving. The measure you give out will be measured back to you. However, Paul 
adds one thing here that is worth noting. And, and uh, it is... Uh, it is in this that we will ultimately determine, um, you know, if we are tithing biblical or not. So I want you to take um, uh, these little three uh, questions or quiz uh, based on Second Corinthians chapter nine verse seven. Are you deciding to do it um, on your own? Number two. Are you being forced or conned into giving? Are you doing it cheerfully or reluctantly? So by answering the, these questions, how did you do? This is not a graded pass of faith. Um, it is graded by reveal. What? is your answer. What is your revelation about your giving? For your giving, uh, you know, to be biblical and pleasing to God, it has to come from a willing and a cheerful heart. If you are angry, unwilling, and reluctant, or don't see the point, then that is not the attitude God blesses in giving. If that is the spirit um, with which you are giving, it's probably better not to give and keep your money. Because you have missed the blessing of giving. Your giving should flow out um, you know, of knowing that God is your source and you are gladly choosing to honor him with your giving. When you have that kind of attitude, that's when the blessing of sowing and reaping happens in your life. You know. So what about... Uh, tithe. Finally, <laughs> the answer here is what uh, we, you know, we have uncovered so far. Jesus did not come to abolish the law. With that being said, tithing is indeed biblical. So go ahead and continue tithing. However, we have um, we have also uh, discovered that your attitude in giving is just as important, maybe even more important than your tithe. As God has blessed you and continues to bless you, you will discover that you worry less and less about the 10%. Often you will end up giving more because you see the needs and you are using the resources and the blessings God has given you to meet them. So I would even go um, as far as to say this. If your attitude um, is just, uh, 
you know, give 10% uh, and your obligation is fulfilled, then you really don't understand uh, uh, the spirit of giving. When you really understand giving, you will soon uh, recognize that the tithe is not the end of giving. It is just the beginning. You know. So when you give in this manner, it's not because you have uh, you, you know you have to or you are forced to. It's because you want to. This is the real heart of the matter. And it is what God is longing after your heart, not your money. Now remember, God does not need your money. God is after your heart. He's looking for a sacrifice in your heart. We no longer sacrifice animals on the altar. But the only thing that is tied to your heart, to your sweat, it's your money. So God doesn't really need your money, but is looking for your heart. So whatever you do, pray. Ask for a revelation from God. Before you give on Sunday, wherever you are, pray first and let God convict your heart. That you give with a free heart. That you give out of knowledge and understanding, not because you are forced to, not because of an obligation, but it has to come from your heart because God is looking for a heart, not your money. Thank you. I hope you have learned something from this. Blessings.